one day we're going to be famous enough that this spot in the show is reserved for ads. But until then, and this is a spoiler warning for Reservoir Dogs. It's a movie that came out 25 years ago, so you definitely should have seen it and not be too concerned about spoilers. But I guess that's pretty rich coming from me. Enjoy the show! Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast about a different way of experiencing cinema, with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and sitting opposite me is the man who melts in your mouth, not in your hands, Oliver Deer. <laughs> oh, that's good. I am dangerously warm and hot. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Scottly Waddly. What are we doing today? Uh, we're going to talk about some movies. Yeah. We're going so to talk about you... thoughts. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about ratings of movies. Yep. And th- opinions that we have about them. Yep. What movie did you watch this week? I watched a movie by Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Who made a movie called Rarewinder. Rarewinder. Uh, Reservoir Dogs released uh, 25 years ago, I think. Yep. That movie is older than me. <laughs> and you, by and you extension. you that movie because you've been wanting to watch it for a long time. Reservoir Dogs is one of those movies that I've known has been really good. Yep. Um, And I was like, oh, i got to watch it because i got to be able to be a good boy and know that know my movies when I'm talking about film in my film class. Yeah. And, I, and that's always been on the top one of my list. And also... Uh, a little housekeeping from last week's episode, mm-hmm. um, a bit of an update. Uh, last week I was talking about how I've had that YouTube video in my watch later list oh, yeah. about whether um, <laughs> about whether the video for Reservoir Dogs, sorry, the uh, the shots in Reservoir Dogs were stolen or a homage. Yeah. And I watched it finally. I finally I could watch it, was and it? there were spoilers in it, so I'm glad <laughs> I didn't watch it. And I checked when that was released. It was released in like the 10th of February, 2016. So wow. it was a month or so after Hateful Eight. So that yeah. video was use- was being used to capitalise on Hateful Eight. Right. That's how long it's been. <laughs> it's been over a year. Almost two, almost. Was it worth it having to see that video? Yeah, it was a good... Now I can talk about that in my discussion. <laughs> <laughs> there was some, like, an Asian film that was almost, in terms of the dialogue, is, like, very similar. Yeah. And um, there was, like, one shot as well that was, like, full on, like, completely the same thing. Yeah. Actually, there were quite a few. We'll, yeah. get, we'll talk about that in Reservoir Dogs, though. Okay. In the segment. Do you feel you're, like you're slowly becoming initiated into becoming a film nerd? The yeah. The more classics you're watching? I do, because I, I really, I'm really jonesing for more Tarantino yeah. now. Technically, the only classics I've given you have been Reservoir Dogs and princess bride the, yeah. other, the other movies i've just given you to watch were more recent yeah things that Something. i literally knew nothing about like yeah. hush i've been trying to give you stuff you didn't know nothing about but yeah anyway had a little thought this week mm-hmm. nay not a thought oh no a rant ollie <laughs> i wasn't what, prepared for this what can you sense that i might be angry about um just, what makes you angry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what 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 spins your head around the yeah. wrong way? Uh, what uh, what is uh, when you're putting on a when you're putting on a sock and it's a bit damp? Oh yeah, that's a nice one. Um, what are you ranting? Angry, about? Yeah. yeah, what are you ranting about? Well, let me say this: Is it something to do with music videos? Nope. Is it something to do with Reservoir Dog? Nope. Is it something to do with me? Have I done something? <laughs> oh maybe, no, maybe no, no. no, no. You haven't. Um, okay. Let me say this: There are a couple of movies that I would watch, ironically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I'd like to watch The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. That infamous. Uh, what do they call it? Like the the Citizen Kane of bad movies. 
<laughs> I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, I, mean, I would definitely get involved. Yeah, there were things like that I would watch. Anything you'd watch just ironically, like maybe B-movie, now that it's getting all this... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I saw B-movie for the first time, I actually turned it off, yeah. <laughs> which is I never do. If I'm if I'm watching something, I have to like finish it. Yeah. That's why I don't watch movies, because I know that I'll... <laughs> oh, that's like two hours of my time, you yeah. know. I could be playing video game or something. Yeah. Um, B-movie was one of those very rare examples where I do not know how it ends yeah. because all I remember was like the the beehive and then when he met the human lady I was like this is stupid <laughs> this is just so weird and bad and I turned yeah. off there's a movie that's ironic though you nab me on this every time all you thought you throw something at me and then you give me an example and then you give me another example so that's two examples I can't use <laughs> when the room is the most perfect example you can think the of the room yeah it's a classic um not to be confused with Room, which was very good. Yeah. And I saw that in the <laughs> cinema, and I uh, had a little bit of an almost cry. Aww. It was getting there. Sad. Anyway, there is one movie I won't be watching, ironically, and that's the Emoji Movie. Oh, yeah. Out, out now in American cinemas, I believe, not Australia yeah, yet. Yeah, just had a premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Had a premiere. It's currently 3% or 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, when I saw it, it was 3 Yeah. Uh, that means like one person has liked it. That means one person <laughs> has said this wasn't bad. Uh, and the reason I won't be watching this ironically is because it's utter. This is utter garbage, and it's marketing. This is political correctness gone mad. Uh, this is this is this capitalizing is, on success of other franchises gone mad. This is Sony capitalizing on something that's semi-popular, I guess, in modern society. Yeah, gone mad. <laughs> it's all gone mad, I say. And I won't... This This is my anger going mad. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, gone mad. Come come next week and say what he's mad about. Um, I'm, like, I'm sure a lot of YouTubers are watching this movie and maybe, like, friends will go to this movie to, like, sort of watch it as a joke. Yeah. I don't think Sony deserves it. I don't think Sony deserves your money. If you mm-hmm. want to go see this movie, ironically, uh, sneak into the cinema. <laughs> don't. No, why would uh, you? Don't, don't even waste your time. They don't yeah. deserve your time, in fact. I don't think they deserve anything no, but by what, making this. Okay, what's worse? Them earning a little bit of money and having the like the biggest negative reaction to any movie that's ever been made yeah. and have them learn their lesson that they would never do something like this again. They will do something like this again. Yeah, but all like okay, what's more likely to have them not do like what's what's more likely for you can do as a viewer yeah. to make sure that this doesn't happen again is it to not give them money at all but not have anything really bad to say other than I expect this to be shit because look at it or actually going and having like valid points of being like this is shit, this is shit, this oh, yeah. is shit. But they earn a little bit of money. I don't think that you should give them money because I don't think... Because I think they will do this again. I think they... Because they're going to make money off marketing with this. They're going to... Sorry, they're going to make money off merchandising. Kids go to see this. They're going to buy lots of emoji toys. Oh, yeah. Then we're going to make all that money. And, like, yeah, everyone's shitting on it on the internet. But do you know how much traction it's getting on the internet? So much. So much people... Like, reviews coming out for it. People doing jokes about it doing little skits, everyone knows about this movie and everyone, well, not everyone, but I bet I guarantee a lot of people are going to see it as a joke. And so now are going to get their money and they're going to make a shit ton of money from toys and all that shit. Yeah. And here's another thing. It's currently rivaling Dunkirk 
for like the most box office this week. <laughs> and okay. in no in no way should those two movies be contesting. Dunkirk is a masterpiece. <laughs> this is a huge call. This is this movie is a masterclass in how to be trash <laughs> and how to be a bad bad person. Yeah. <laughs> How to yeah? I just um, I just I don't know what they can even do with it other than use it to try to like sell phones. Is that like is that what it is? Will they selling no, apps? They're gonna, selling they're gonna make like the toys of the little emojis and brand it as the emoji movie. Buy this toy. Buy the meh guy. Buy the shit. Yeah, buy the shit. Buy the ice cream. Buy the ice cream. Buy the devil. Um, and like, hey, but how about you buy the eggplant? And I- <laughs> buy the, buy the peach. Am I right? <laughs> Um, and another thing they've added to the movie because I was reading up about the content. I was reading about like the stupid plot in this what movie. What content? Well, I was reading just like what what is the plot of this movie? What is going on? Mm-hmm. I seen they go into the YouTube app. No, okay, the, oh, now no. could you guess what like video they play? Like when they what what maybe like current relevant video? Um. Uh, would it would it be like the emoji movie trailer? No, no. no. Okay. It's like a, a meme, a meme, a viral video meme. I don't, I don't know what is it. It was. I've never even seen it. It's the pen, pineapple pen. Oh, pen, pineapple, apple pen. Yeah. <laughs> so I think from I, I, from I think two years ago. You know, I'll tell you what. I've also never seen that. Yeah. Uh, that's huge in Japan. Did you know? Unironically, that, that's the thing. It's huge in Japan. They're reaching it. They used it solely for the purpose of having an international market. Oh wow! Solely, like no, like exactly. No one even knows about that anymore. I, the point is, I don't think. We should have gone to see the emoji movie, like to even have it on here as a joke, or like and just talk trash about it. Because hey, like a lot of people are going to talk trash about it. Yeah, it's not going to be a unique content at all, and we'd have to fork out money for them to give to that thing. And I'll apologize in hindsight, or retroactively. Is Ooh, that the word? His apo- Yeah, I uh, mean, it depends on the context of what your next <laughs> sentence is. <laughs> I apologize for taking you to see Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, do you really? Yep. Thanks, man. I. Here's the thing. I love the I love the three first three movies. Yep. I thought it was a fun franchise. Um, would you call it a, a franchise? A franchise. Great. It was a franchise. Okay. And <laughs> they've they've money tried it. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they've done. That's it's good. Like that's things, good stuff. Things like tra- like uh, Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean, they only churn out movies for money because yeah. they make so much either internet like China loves those movies. They make so much money from them and I would say they don't deserve the money either, but I guess like if you if you like that sort of thing, it's fine. I mean, I d- I didn't I didn't think I wasted my time watching it. This is I'm glad re- I saw it. This is real good because <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was mere maybe seven or uh, eight weeks ago. You and I were having a big fight regarding giving Hollywood the money for yeah for Pirates of the Caribbean, but for very different reasons. Yeah. I said, do not support. A wife beater yeah and you were saying no the money should like it's not going to him and now this is now real, i'm saying this is very good uh, character development shouldn't go to disney at all or exactly that that's movie. what we were saying no no giving it to disney because they need to learn their lesson yeah hey hey oh me i watched a movie this week you watched reservoir dogs after weeks and weeks of you whinging and whinging yep saying oh can I watch Reservoir Dog? And I say no. Not until you, you finish Princess your Princess Bride. Yeah, not until you finish your Princess Brides. 
your Dust Till Dawns, your Hushes, your horror movies, your Boondock Saints. And then you can get your, your dessert. Your, your Sweeney Todds. And now finally, yeah, you're eating your, your dessert and you're enjoying that banana split. Am I, though? Yeah. Am, are you? Ooh. 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 Here's the thing. I had a feeling. You... I got a feeling. Never, 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 never have before. Oh, no. I got a good feeling. Yeah. I hate when you do that. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like about to talk and then you, you do some song shit and then I'm like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> One day this will be a, a a music podcast and you can hit me with quotes from a, from a movie yeah. and, I, and I wouldn't know what to say. In the middle of everything. <laughs> um, yeah. You had a feeling. You were about to walk in to watch the movie in your room. And you said, great, I'm about to go watch the best movie ever. <laughs> yep. It's, it's going to change my life. And I was sort of thinking in my head, it's a good movie, but you have hyped <laughs> it up so much. Yeah, I had. You had, yeah. Mm-hmm. You really had talked a lot about how you, you were, everyone was saying it was the best film ever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it above Pulp Fiction or anything, though. I don't know. Well, I can't, I can't I know do you can't that. Speak, so, yeah. Well, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I did. You hyped it too much for yourself, though, didn't you? I don't know if I... Like, I don't know what it would have been like if I went in completely blind. Yeah. In no way was I at any point disappointed. It was just constantly like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, right. This cool thing's happening. And then now it's, oh, this is fun. Oh, this is interesting. This is a funny joke here. Yeah. Right, but it didn't shock you. No, it didn't shock me. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, no, there was a couple of times when I was like, like my eyes were like wide open. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> um, what did you know before going in? Things that I knew about Reservoir Dog. Um, Tarantine. Yep. High um, high praise yep. online and just in general. Mm. Um, the shot with the trunk. Yep. And I didn't realize that I knew it until I saw it. Um I didn't know like what movie it was from, but the scene where um, Mr. White and Mr. Pink are both pointing their guns at each other, uh, and Mr. Yeah. Pink's on the ground. Yep. Um, I I've seen that screenshot more yeah. times than I've blinked cool in shot. my life. Um, yeah. So and besides that, that was pretty much it. I didn't know what like I didn't know who the people. I didn't know the character names mm. until it happened. I was like, oh, that's where Mr. Pink's from. Oh, that's why this is whatever. Mm. Um, but like it wasn't like in the forefront of my mind going in. Mm. So was it worth the waiting and the and the hyping I set for myself and stuff? Yeah, I think that there is no way I would ever consider this to be a disappointment, though. Okay. Yeah, is it one of my favorite movies? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it still it still was that good. Yeah, twenty five years on it, it's so it's still so good today. Yeah, even with. Even with, like, expectations. Yeah. Um, realistic or not, it was just really fun from top to bottom. The pro points, the really good stuff, ex- like, examples would have been um, the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, classic Tarantino, good dialogue. What do you think of the opening scene? The, the coffee scene tipping? Yeah, tipping and the Madonna stuff. Madonna stuff? Yeah, the very first... It is um Mr. Brown, played by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, talking about what the song 
Like a Virgin is actually about. Oh. This is before the tipping scene. Oh, okay. It's, um, and I'm going to get explicit here, guys. <laughs> Warning. He's just saying stuff like, um... Oh, there's, it's like if you really think about the song, it's that this is a this is a girl who just who loves dick, right? She's just <laughs> she's just bouncing from dick to dick, right? And then she meets this one guy who just blows her mind, and then she, the second that he like puts it in, it hurts her, and then that's when she realizes, oh, it hurts like a virgin. It's like it it like like a, with the first time, yeah. Thus, like a virgin touched for the very first time yeah <laughs> and then um i watched a video afterwards it wasn't it wasn't a video that was on my watch later list okay but it was like a did you know about reservoir dogs yeah and this is apparently something that um quentin had like written for like his um like college like dialogue writing class oh, okay. and it's something that he legitimately believes and it was like <laughs> he's like he's like I, I he said something in some interviews like one day I promise you if I ever get the chance to meet Madonna I promise you she will say that I was right <laughs> and then the one time that he did meet Madonna he got a um, pre-releases of her album yeah. and in it she wrote Dear Quentin it's about love not dick Madonna <laughs> 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 oh, that's so funny. And I can so picture Tarantino like definitely having that yeah. that uh discussion in his head. <laughs> and probably why he gave himself the dialogue in the movie because yeah. he's so like It uh, has to uh, be him that says yeah, that. So angry about it. <laughs> I think he said as well in that video that he wanted um he wanted no, he wrote the role of Mr. Pink for himself. Oh, okay. Um, um, Steve Buscemi's character. Yeah. The tipping is also about himself, like Quentin as yeah, a person. He okay. d- apparently doesn't believe in tipping. He yep. just won't do it. Good. So, um, <laughs> but then when he cast Steve Buscemi as Mr. Pink instead, yeah. Quentin still wanted to be the one to say the Madonna dialogue, so <laughs> right. he moved it to his other character. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, well, what else? Yeah, so the dialogue. So do you like that? Do you like that it was like a se- I love that, seven that or eight minutes scene. of just talking? Yeah, I loved it. It's, Me too. It was interest, like, it's interesting discussion. It's the sort of discussion you could just, like, get into it with a friend. Like, yeah. I don't know, you just take a topic and then you really discuss the intricacies of it, like tipping. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that tipping one? Because I, I thought... Oh, if, if Americans watch this, they'd probably be really against Steve Buscemi's character. But I'm sort of for it because we don't have tipping here yeah. in Australia. The, he made some good points. And they points. shouldn't have tipping. They should just <laughs> increase the minimum wage or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, he made some good points. It's like, she gives you your food. And then Steve Buscemi's like, yeah, you go to McDonald's and you can... Someone's giving you their food over there, but you're not tipping them. You're tipping these people over here. What's the difference? Yeah. Just left or right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I, I, I thought it was good. I wonder if... Uh, then again, now that you mentioned that that's something Tarantino actually believes, I, w- I was wondering, like, was that conversation supposed to make American audiences disconnect like with, Pink. with Mr. Pink? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Is that what it's supposed to do? Because that's not what it did for me. Well, that That is what it did for me. Okay. Because, uh, like, even though I'm not... American, we don't have tipping here. I just imagine yeah. if I was earning... Because oh, okay. I, I worked as a waiter for a few years. Yeah. If I was earning... A th- like a third of what I was earning that time and then the rest was d- dependent on tips and there's this one guy that's like no I just like just raise the minimum wage just like okay but you should be giving us money yeah, if right. you think that the minimum wage should be updated anyway I was still thinking oh, okay Pink is this kind of guy yeah 
it doesn't mean that I was like against him. I just it was a good development of that character as like this is, yeah, this is the, his kind of opinions. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a bit anti or not with the public mind on some things. And I think it was it was either Joe, like the big like ca- mm-hmm. the big boss character, or it might have been Mister White. He ended up he was the one that paid for the the whole table. Yeah, and I just I really liked the just a really like just a little bit of extra dialogue of just um. I'm going to say it's Mr. White because I think it might have been. Mm. No, it was Joe. I'm going to say it's Joe. I'm putting my foot down. It is Joe. It was yeah. Joe. It's Joe. And he comes back and he says something. He's like, hey, who didn't tip? And then I think it might have been Orange again. I'm not sure. And he's like, Pink over here didn't tip. It's like, why not? He doesn't believe in it. Why doesn't he believe in it? He just he just thinks that it's like the minimum rate should be updated. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then Joe just goes, shut the fuck up, Orange. <laughs> something like that. Um... I don't know. I just like. I just thought like the scene could have ended there, but then just that yeah. little bit of extra where it's like, oh, now we're getting a bit of character about this guy. He's kind of like a narc. Yeah. I just think the dialogue was by far the the strongest part of the whole yeah. thing. I also didn't realize that one of the other tropes that he has is reusing actors. Oh yeah, love um, I know. I knew that Samuel was in a few of them, mm. Samuel L. Jackson, but I didn't. Like, just looking up facts about whatever, so I knew something to talk about, like mm. the example before. I didn't realise that Tim Roth, who plays Orange, is in Hateful Eight, yeah. for example. Like, yeah. I, and I wouldn't have well, cared so for is, that. Uh, Michael Madsen. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't have cared for that when I saw Hateful Eight, which I yeah. did a couple of years ago, but that would have been something special for you guys. Yeah, definitely, because the Hateful Eight had those Tim Roth and Michael Madsen in it, and they hadn't been in one of his for quite a long time. Right. And Tarantino is known for reviving a lot of actors' careers if they die. Oh, cool. So he, he, like, he loves going back and saying, oh, no, come in my movie. Like, he did that with... Um, I was going to say um, the guy that plays Django because of how terrible he was received in the <laughs> Spider-Man Jamie movie. Fox. <laughs> but then I realised Spider-Man was after that. Yeah. Long uh, <laughs> after that. So, if anything, he killed his career again. <laughs> <laughs> no, who was um who was Grease? Uh, oh, John Travolta. John Travol- he revived John- Sandy. He revived John Travolta's career in Pulp Fiction. I love Grace. A couple of other actors. Let's talk yeah. about Grace. <laughs> I know that you're not watching trailers, but do you know anything about Grace? What? No. no? You should Are they watch- remaking it? No. Oh. You should just watch it. Oh. We'll, nah. We'll put- yeah, we'll put that on the back burner, because that is a... That is a sick movie. Okay. I know you love Grace. But love yeah. a musical. Yeah, what else? What else is something that I that I liked. Let me check my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Things that I liked. Oh, I liked that it wasn't until about over halfway through the film mm-hmm. when I realised that Tarantino was not going to show the heist. Ah, okay. Um, I was expecting, like, the whole time, it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is an easy way to fill up a couple minutes, like, actually show what's going on, but yeah. they only show what's happening around the building mm. from other characters' perspectives. Nothing happened from within, yeah. which is... Um, oh, okay. In the movie that apparently um, Tarantino took homage from, or stolen from, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 2017. <laughs> that is a movie that showed the highest um, from within, and it seems like it's exactly the same, like story wise. Oh, like, really? Okay. Yeah, they the person pushed the alarm and then got shot, and then they stole the diamonds, and then the character runs out, and then okay. So anyway, yeah, I'll show you that video. It's really that's actually pretty cool. Like Tarantino is taking. A heist that was shown in another film, but then showing what happens after, but yeah. they're also different characters, sort of. But I liked that, I suppose. Yeah. It just it just is good it's just a testament to how good of a director he is that he can show 
what the entire plot is central around. He doesn't have to show it. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's like the show don't tell rule. Like, would it be better to have shown it? Mm. Um, I don't think it would have been necessary, and clearly it wasn't necessary. Mm. Um, but then that goes against stuff that we've like learnt in film class. Yeah. Where this should be something that should be right. shown. Uh, on one hand, people preach that you do you show don't tell, and that's why a lot of like Dunkirk did a, did something really well where barely any dialogue just showed exactly what was happening and the camera would just follow all the actions. Yeah. Whereas- Nolan is pretty much the opposite of Tarantino <laughs> then, isn't he? You know, there's one's so dialogue heavy and the other one is so dialogue mm. anti. Well like yeah, that's where Tarantino excels though. He he has he can take a concept and then just talk about it for a while <laughs> and it can be amusing. Yeah. Heavy scene and literally everything. <laughs> well, Hateful Eight was nearly entirely dialogue as well. Yeah. It was yeah. In, it was set in a room. And also, like, I guess that's another reason why people really were excited for the Hateful Eight, because it was appearing to be very similar to Reservoir Dogs, like, oh, okay. set primarily in one location, in yep. one room. Something about Hateful Eight that I have a bit of a issue with. Okay. He shot that on 70 millimeter, didn't he? Yeah, like, really big. Which is really wide, oh, really is the wide, whole point. Yeah. yeah. Um... But it's set in a tiny room. Yeah, <laughs> why did he do that? Of all the films he he could have <laughs> shot on a really wide thing, he chose like <laughs> this little tiny set. But yeah. oh man. Anyway, um, yeah. So so are you for or against the heist not being shown? I'm uh, for me too because I think yep. that was what he wanted to do. That was it was very clear he didn't want to show the heist. It was all about not showing it and character discussions about it like you you just hear that uh, tarantino's character dies you don't ever see it or anything yeah yeah it's like brown's dead and then that's all you know yeah <laughs> that was a good bit the whole for the whole movie there's like uh we we don't know where blue is we think that brown might be dead and then towards the end it's like brown got shot and then pink's like <gasps> brown died <laughs> for some reason i thought that was really funny the way that Buscemi delivered that line it was like he's really sad but there was no reason to believe that they were ever friends at any point yeah. like I don't know why he cares that much I just I love um I love the I suppose car- they're both the really like gross weird ones where yeah where- and maybe because it's because Tarantino was initially pink oh he, he put yeah. that line into that oh my character Tarantino died <laughs> I really love movies where like bad people or bad yeah bad characters like you know they're, they're diamond criminals they steal diamonds yep they're bad people I love it when they all have this weird sixth sense of humour and they're sort of just like everyone else mm, when, when you just mm-hmm. watch them. Like, when they're having the discussion about what their code names are... That like, was what I was about to say yeah, next. Like, that was like, one of my favourite scenes. You're Mr. Scenes. Pink. Why do I have to be Mr. Pink? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll be Mr. Purple. Can we change it to Mr. Purple? No, you're Mr. Pink. And then it cuts to White. It's like, hey, you get pink. Just deal with pink. Yeah. Well, that's easy for you to say. You're Mr. White. You're the cool one. Yeah. Well, if you love it so much, then how about we swap? Can you be Mr. Pink? I'll be Mr. White? No, you're pink. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't matter. It's just... <laughs> Yeah. It's not plot-wise, but it's, it's just developing all these characters. That was, like, by far the funniest moment in the film. Yeah. And also my favourite, because I, I love a good joke. Yeah. He really takes the time to just flesh out a conversation, because it always... It somehow comes back in the end. Like, I, an example from Pulp Fiction which I know you haven't seen, but yeah. they're talking about a a foot giving a foot massage. Is it is it sexual? Classic Tarantino. Yeah. Like is it is it weird <laughs> or is it sexual or is it normal? And right. they arrive at the destination where they're supposed to like do a hit and kill uh, like assassinate. 
but rather than they, they like they check their watch and they're like oh we're like five minutes early so they keep walking just into like another into down the hall a bit okay and they just continue the conversation the camera oh, doesn't awesome. move or anything that's cool he just that's follows great. them down the hall they just talk again and then um i think vincent says um well would well here's here's the thing would you give a guy a foot massage <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson's just like fuck you man <laughs> and then they carry on with the thing but then it comes back later even though that you, it seems like it doesn't matter it comes back later sort of because it makes the it makes another character seem like this really bad dude because they're talking about um, uh, this bad dude threw a guy out a window because he gave his wife a foot massage okay <laughs> <laughs> wow so it, it it builds another character even though you don't know it yet as you were saying before it's just an interesting dynamic where instead of it being like a in a group of innocents for example then there's like one murderer in it and it's like a who done it like yeah. oh who who was the one that who was the one that killed this whatever and oh is it the janitor or is it the whatever mm. this was you had your very limited amount of people yeah. so you had Every single person within the character, like their character development, had reason to be the one to have like called the cops against oh, this okay. diamond raid. Yeah, and it's just a, it's just a different, it's just something different, and just a good dynamic to have it be a group of not murderers, but like a group of criminals with a cop within somewhere. Yeah, um, and when you were watching it for the first time. Mm. Did you have, like, a person that you were thinking that it was? Um, I honestly can't remember. The first time I watched it, I wouldn't... That was a quite a while ago. I watched it recently, but at that point I did know that Orange was the cop. Yeah. So I don't exactly remember. But you, what? Why, who were you thinking it could be? I was... Uh, well, I had... I was proud of myself because I thought it was going to be Orange. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I, because he was in that cafe scene? He was the snitch saying... He doesn't believe in tipping. Like he's oh, pointing right. it out. Is <laughs> yeah. that what I thought? That, yeah, actually, that could have been why it was in the forefront of my mind. Yeah, I know that this would have been talked to death. Yeah, but just the the cinematography and the now iconographical. Is that I- a word? I- iconographic. Is uh, that a word as well? Some of them iconic is, <laughs> would be easier. Maybe these are right. Yeah. Maybe not. But shots like. The the dog's just walking out of the cafe. Yeah. The shot of pink and white. Yeah. Oh, just like the Frank Ocean song. Yeah. That's why he calls it that. <laughs> and, of course, the trunk shot as well, which yeah. I was expecting they were to come back to that and do it again because, like, it just seems You've like cinema... trunk shot Yeah, so much. cinema has made the biggest deal out of this shot. And, yeah, it's cool. And, you know, it's been, like, homage to death. Mm. I thought they might have done it, like, twice. Like, maybe, like, maybe like the first time and they look up and... And pink and white and blonde are like, <laughs> yeah, hey, we're going to have some fun with this guy. There's a cop in there. And then I thought, like, maybe they'll do it again, but they're, like, all, like, got blood all over them or mm. something. It'll be, like, you can show the development, but... It's interesting... I don't know why they made such a big deal out of the shot. It's cool, but... It's interesting knowing that back then, like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, Tarantino did that shot. It was like, oh, this will be a cool shot, like, from in the trunk. Let's do that. Yeah. No, he no, did, like... no, no, no. Oh, Do he... it again with Tarantino's voice because I know you can do it quite well oh. <laughs> say okay we're gonna put that <laughs> we're gonna put the camera in the trunk alright and <laughs> that sounded that sounded good alright and the and the the camera's gonna point up and Michael Madsen's gonna come along alright and he's gonna like uh, uh, say something about the guy in the trunk alright <laughs> 
No, it was average. It was okay. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I just got something else. Yeah? Pink and white like the Frank Ocean song. Blonde like the album that it comes from. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Frank Ocean is a reservoir dog. Oh. Um, I feel <laughs> very proud of myself for that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's interesting um, that at the time that just wasn't a big deal and because, like, maybe another filmmaker saw that and thought, that is so cool, and they put it in their thing and then it's been now done to death. Yeah, the, the, in the trunk shop, and it's interesting because I was just watching something similar, or the same thing happens with like actors that aren't big at the time, and over time they do become big, and you just like watch his old films, you're like, whoa, it's weird that those people weren't even known then. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Like uh, I was watching Black Hawk Down the other day. There is Black like, Hawk oh. Down. <laughs> Won't you come and take away the oh, pain? So awkward for me. Son. <laughs> um, you shouldn't have told me that it's awkward for you because now it's going to happen more. Yeah. I stopped myself the last 15 episodes I of this podcast. I think that's going to continue, yeah. It's going to be like your little thing. Yep. I'll stop it. Black Hot Down at so many people. Uh, Eric Banner. I think he might have been known at the time. Ewan McGregor, Orlando Bloom, oh, wow. Jamie Lannister, his... Actor. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What's his actor name then? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a complicated one. It's incredible. I know that his last name begins with a W. It's like Wakindu or something like that. Yeah, I, I have no know. idea. I think it even had Jimmy Fallon in it. it had I think it had some talk show host. Is it a comedy? No. Is it like it was I, just like a serious role from Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Okay. Because that's what <laughs> that's what I was expecting. I didn't think it was a comedy, yeah. but I had to question myself just now. Well, I, I don't remember seeing him, but I've heard someone say he was in it. But yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, interesting seeing like things because another other things copied in Reservoir Dogs. Obviously, a lot of people try to do the the like American crime dialogue sort of thing later, and the right uh, sympathize with the with the criminals and um, I don't know torture scenes. The pro- torture scenes were probably yep. heavy after that. <laughs> yeah, I really I liked the torture scene. Mm-hmm. Great, you're a you're a <laughs> fucking horrible person, a, a masochist. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I'm not, but the, no, I just liked it how, like, because Blonde, you kind of just see, like, he's quirky from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but he's also a psychopath, which has been done to death now. Yeah. Whereas, like, oh, the psychopath is also the one that, like, will dance around the scene when, uh, when cutting somebody's ear off. But even him, just, like, the first time you see him, he's leaning up against a post and he's got, like, a drink from, like, a drive-thru. Yeah. He's just sipping on it real slow. Yeah. He just looks like a bad dude. <laughs> Horrible guy. That song, by the way, that plays during the ear cutting off. Yeah. That's a huge, that's been huge since then. Right. As well. And I, I liked as well when, um, being a sound guy, when he walked out to, um, yeah, he, he came back in to get like a, like a knife or maybe it was the knife that he cut the ear off the guy, off mm-hmm. the cop. Yep. Um, but like as he walked out of the scene, it was one long continuous shot from him from one end of the warehouse all the way to the end of it, into the car, open up the trunk, grab the thing, and come back in, and it's all yeah, one shot, and yeah. then the uh, the audio from the radio cuts off when he walks oh, outside, right. and when he comes back in, it like slowly like fades back in. Yeah. That's really know, cool, because you... That's so basic now, but yeah. at the time, that I suppose that would have been like a big deal. <laughs> and that shot's very cool, too, because when he goes outside, you're sort of hoping that because the cameras followed him outside, He's going to come back and the cop won't be there? Yeah. But he is. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Orange hasn't moved a muscle. He's still bleeding to death yeah. down there. 
And what did you think about the ending? Um, not showing exactly what happens. You hear just gunshots go off. Oh, yeah. It uh, cuts well, to black and gunshots go off. Is is there contention about who died and who doesn't die or whatever? Uh, I think, like, it's... I don't think Tarantino's ever confirmed it. I don't think he would want to. I mean, what's there to confirm? It's just... Yeah. It seems obvious. I'm a cop. Oh, no. Shoots him and then... Uh, he gets shot. Mm. What am I talking about? Uh, shoots him, he gets shot. Yeah, that does not sound white... good for the audio podcast. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> white shoots Orange, and then he gets shot immediately yeah. by the cops that came in. Because at the end, white, uh, Orange reveals to White, as he's as Orange is dying, that he was the cop. And then White is has this moment of confliction being like, I've just like had a deep moment with this dude, yeah. but he's the dude that screwed us all over. Should I kill him? And then it cuts to black, just as the cops arrive on the scene and then you do you hear the audio of gunshots oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay um the, what you see is well actually this is something that was kind of annoying earlier in the film it's the cop that's being tortured and orange and orange says i'm a cop and the guy's like i know because i've seen you around like the precinct oh, yeah. before I, I know who you are yeah we met once and he was like i don't remember that yeah um but what orange says to like make the guy feel better is the second that joe walks in mm-hmm. the cops are going to be all around the place yeah but Joe walks in, and Eddie, his son, yeah. is like, these guys are like, this guy's been shot, and now there's like a rat among us somewhere, and then yeah. they all start pointing their guns, and it's not until after all these bullets went off at once, this is the end of the film, spoiler alert, everyone kills everyone. Mm. There's a Mexican standoff, and they all pull the trigger at the same time, everyone dies. Yeah. Why weren't the cops coming in after that? It was supposed to be the second he, like, walks into the warehouse, the cops were supposed to be surrounding the place. Okay. That was, like, it was frustrating. I was like, okay, well, like, here they come. And yeah. Another, like, 15 minutes later, they're not there. I guess because they didn't know if they would have guns or not, or they didn't know if they still had a hostage. I'm not sure. No, I don't... I just think that it's not... It was definitely not explained well, because that's okay. what he said to the right. cop. Right, I'm... There are police officers coming, and if they didn't come, then it could have just been like, hey, that's just what... Orange was trying to say to the cop to make him feel better. His ear just got cut off. He has to say something. Yeah. But the cops do come. So yeah. it's... Anyway. Yeah. That's just one of the very, very, very small inconsistencies with mm. the plot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are you What are you giving it? Would, do you like... Did you like it in the end? Yes, of course I did. And it was did great. You, but you were... But and you weren't disappointed. What was, no. what was your verdict then? Um, I'm going to... See, I feel we need to start getting real bad movies in because I'm getting everything HD. <laughs> this is a no, HD. You, you've just got to you've just got to list it in your list of movies you've seen. Oh, we so don't rate you, it. As your well? current top is Sweeney Todd. Oh, this is better by than Sweeney Prin- Todd. This is better. Yeah. It's so this one. is your current favorite then. Yeah. So this Sweeney Todd, Princess Bride, and then the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it better than Sweeney Todd? Like it was a better. You just liked Sweeney Todd a lot. Yeah. But it, it like. Yeah, did you like this more than Sweeney Todd? It doesn't matter if it's better. No, I think from a from like a filmmaking, yeah, everything about this, like the first the first scene. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like call that diner scene like a prologue. Okay, the first scene is Mr. White driving Mr. Orange in the car, and he's got blood everywhere. It's the first thing you see, and he's mm-hmm. like giving the acting performance of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm gonna die. It's like you're not gonna die. Say it. I'm not gonna die. He's like, I'm really scared. Larry, I think his name was Larry, oh, which yeah. is fun. From that, just the opening is like, oh, I'm way in on this. i got to see more of this. Yeah. So I reckon this is a better movie than Sweeney's Hard. But did you like it more? Yeah, I did. 
like yeah. i was yeah. super invested like right. the thing just it was sweeney todd it was like hey i like musicals and this was a musical i don't remember any of the songs from it though yeah. except for the pie fair, one fair enough that's just because it's funny and i like funny things <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah. it's, it's number one cool awesome i'm glad you've seen it me too yep uh did you know why it's called reservoir dogs no <laughs> <laughs> i had to look it up uh he actually didn't tell anyone why for a long time uh he said like i'm not i'm not going to tell people and i think recently it has been revealed because of well, he, tarantino used to work at a video shop i think this is the official reason yeah and a, a guy came in a french guy came in and he wanted to see a film and tarantino would always recommend people these really odd films and he he recommended something called or or au, au revoir yeah yeah D- uh, okay. yeah, something yeah. something something yeah and then the french dude goes i don't want to see no reservoir dogs <laughs> okay but yeah <laughs> that's, such a, that's a weird thing yeah so that's apparently that's why it's called that all right <laughs> i like it yep do you know what some of my favorite things are can i just yeah, name what? them yeah fruit yep uh particularly mandarins yep i like uh pre-cut up food oh yeah so that's, that's why best. mandarins are pretty pretty top on the list there then they're naturally pre-cut up aren't yeah they? uh other thing i like acute triangles oh yeah yep. they're very cute man yep they're oh. very they're very three-sided uh with with the same degrees on each angle very acute uh and i like fruit being acute and that's what this segment is yeah okay great <laughs> i shut my mouth at the end thinking how long is he going to go for this one for? <laughs> Where's going to be the moment where he drops off? Because he's going strong right now. Uh, yeah, Fruit is Acute is a game where we play, uh, we look up the Rotten Tomatoes scores, well, I do, of particular films. Usually there's like a theme behind it. Yep. And um, Oliver, our little little boy genius over here, Hi. he thinks that he can name the percentage within 5% of those films. So, for example... If I were to say do the emoji movies on three percent, if he gets it up within five yeah. plus or negative, then I mean, if you if you said negative <laughs> negative one, that would still be correct. <laughs> um, what a shit movie. Oh. Let's uh, let's play fruit is a cute. Okay, give me some movies. What move? What percentage did um, Monsters Inc. get? Ooh, Monsters Inc. Yeah, I'm say like ninety. Uh, is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no go! Oh, Ollie. you even gave me an option to change my mind. Yeah, because <laughs> um, do you want do you want to know why I gave you the chance to change your mind? Why is that? Because it's ninety six. Oh, <laughs> so, um, oh, I I did ne- I nearly went to above, but no, I always nearly do something, but I don't do it. Yeah, you, I want to stick to my guns. Yeah, you need to stick to your guns. Yep. your big old guns. You work out at the gym. You got guns. I'm yeah. at the gun show right now, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at me. Oh, wow. Whoa! How do they? How do they get so big? Oh, bang bang! <laughs> oh no! Okay, what did um? What did nineteen ninety six? Good year. Uh, Fargo get the, uh, the movie Fargo from ninety six. Not not none of this TV series with Doctor John Watson. I'm gonna say it's ninety six percent. You would be <laughs> technically correct. Almost it was um ninety four percent. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, there's some good movies you're giving me this week. Thanks. Cool. What's the um? What's the theme? The theme? Ooh. Uh, Fargo? Oh, Steve Buscemi is the theme. Yeah, okay, yes. It yes. Is. It is. So <laughs> we've got some more. Um, what did film I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry get? 
Did Steve Buscemi was he? In yeah, this? he's in all of these. Oh, yeah. and now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Hey, uh, thirty-two. Uh, no, sorry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Fourteen percent. Oh no. Real bad. It's but a shame. if you go onto iTunes, it's like four point three out of five or something. Oh wow. Yeah, people on iTunes really love Adam Sandler and <laughs> Kevin James. Yeah. I think so. Yep. And Steve Buscemi. Is that a bigoted movie? <laughs> oh, well, I don't have any proof that it is or not, but I'm going to say most likely. Yeah. What did Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams, get? <laughs> I was actually watching Spy Kids the other day. They do not hold up. Oh, um, no. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, I used to love those movies. It did really well, I think. I'm going to 79. Ding, 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 ding. woo very good. Okay. What did... See, I've got two here because I'm not sure if you know the first one. So I've got to back up. Do you know the movie G-Force? Yeah, the hamster one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not too sure if you'd get... I wouldn't have a clue what the score would be. I don't think it was received well. Yeah, okay. I would... Uh, 53. Uh, no, sorry. Mm. Way better or way worse? <laughs> way worse. Oh, no. Uh, 22%. Oh, poor G-Force and the hamsters. And because I got it back up here and I did work, I'm not going to let it go to waste. Yeah. What did uh, animated movie Hotel Transylvania get? Ah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> but is it good? Or is it bad? Uh, I don't think it was great. I think it would be like 57. Oh, so close, but no cigar. <sighs> What was it? You were right when you said that it was um, not great. It's at about 45%. Okay. I didn't think it was super bad. It has and Adam... No, Andy Samberg in it. That's oh. right. He's he's a boy. Steve Buscemi's in bloody lots of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, he is. They're good friends, I think. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's, I'm sure he's all right. Um, Apparently, he's like a notoriously like amazing guy. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah. Yeah, like, well-known in Hollywood as, like, the nicest guy in Hollywood. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I would have thought not. <laughs> I would have thought he'd be an arsehole. All right. That's why people give him so many chances. Yeah, true. <laughs> How about we play a game that we've abbreviated to the name at Cackle? All right. Critically acclaimed or critically lame. This is the next little segment today. Um, There's a little theme tying them, I guess. I guess the, the actual theme is in the in the, in the haikus that I'm going to give you. Okay. Um, all right. <clears throat> now, as you know, I've got to clear my th- <clears throat> voice and go really poetic because I'm going to read you some really special haikus. Thank you. You. Need, you need to guess. Out of the two movie synopses I'm going to give you in haiku form, you've got to tell me which one is the critically acclaimed film and which one was a critically lame. I uh, didn't do very well. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Prime Minister gets hot... So- <laughs> Try again. Prime Minister gets hot for staff member. US Prezo wants her too. Prime Minister gets hot for staff member. Yeah. And the US Prezo wants to. He okay. wants her too. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. He w- that sounds bad. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man has hot best friend. Man is engaged to hot girl. Best friend bones said girl. Hang on. So the hot best... Fr- oh, the hot best friend is a guy. Yeah. So, okay. man, man, who is one character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man has hot best friend. Man is engaged to hot girl. Best friend bones said girl. Hmm. Um, these both 
don't sound good. Okay. <laughs> the idea that one of them is good is very <laughs> strange. What are movies that feature prominently the a, a, a prime minister? Is it the prime minister of the the UK? I'm not going to bloody tell you. That sounds like it's a clue. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah. What what movies like pre- like very features the prime minister? I don't think you've seen either of these. White <laughs> White House, whatever it was with um, Channing Tatum. <laughs> White House Down. Yeah, no. Black Hawk Down. Black Hole. Uh, 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 Black Hole Sun. Now won't you come? Oh Jesus! Hang away. <laughs> it's our most awkward podcast yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Um, okay, so, so I'm, what I'm thinking about for the um, the second one mm-hmm. is I feel like it's definitely directed by Judd Apatow. The second one. Yeah, the one about okay. burning your, uh, burning a hot girl. Mm. Is it? Like I'm thinking, like I love you, man. Oh, okay, because that's a that's a yeah. story about a best friend forgetting J- Sarah Jason Marshall. Siegel oh, and I'm, Paul I, Rudd. Is okay. The first movie is the critically lame. Okay, and the second movie is the critical acclaim. And why are you saying it? I think is the second movie, um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, oh no! Wrong, 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 wrong. You're finally wrong. Suck wait, it, wait, you I've, big I've, wrong person. I've got an incorrect buzz I can play. <laughs> there it is. Hello, Mr. Wrong. After it's been... This is episode... One s- week since you looked at me. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Um, it's been 16 episodes since you got one wrong. Well, 15 episodes since you got one wrong because yep. you got one wrong the first episode and never since. So, but, but now I finally got you. Well, what is it? What the bloody hell the could first it possibly one, be? The first one is a little romantic comedy UK movie called Love Actually. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, it actually has like several unrelated, sort of unrelated plot lines in it, all about love in some way. Oh. So one of the plot that's lines... That's why they call it that. Is <laughs> One of the plot lines is... Um, he's that man with the nice British smile, Hugh... Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. He's the British Prime Minister. Hugh Grant is the one is the man with the nice British smile, and Hugh Jackman is the man with the nice Australian ah, smile. Okay. Yeah, that's how you got to yeah. remember it. But yeah, Hugh Grant's this nice guy. He's this nice British Prime Minister, just got yeah. elected to office, and he sort of meets his staff. And there's this one attractive one who he like hits it off with, and then he goes into his room in his first night in office, and he's like, "Shit," because he's <laughs> he's a single man. Yeah, okay. and he's like, "Shit." I'm falling for one of my staff members. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the US president comes over. Played by... I was US president ask, who plays by... Um, Kevin Spacey. Nope. <laughs> uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, beavers and ducks. Yeah. And he... Our good friends. He tries to intimidate the UK prime minister by like sort of flirting with this yeah, right. girl. Okay, cool. Um, I, sh- I should watch that. I hear nothing but good things. It's very good. Very good. Um, All right, man. That's just your opinion. Oh, yeah. yeah, we all have opinions. <laughs> the second one yeah. is The Room, starring Tommy Wiseau. No! <laughs> I, no. I sprinkled it early in the episode, and even before I said, um, you said, I think of a movie, Ollie, and I was like, uh, The Room. And I was like, <laughs> shit, it's on my mind. I, should, I don't want to reveal oh, right. that. But yeah, uh, man has hot best friend. Man is engaged to hot girl. Best friend burns said girl. Uh. It's, it's like it's actually a pretty simple like plot when you say it like that. Yeah. And even reading it, it, was, it seemed like it could be just a normal movie. But I want to sound re- like it could have been directed by Judd Apatow. I just want to read you something uh, from the Wikipedia when I was researching what the room is about. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to read to you why, like, why this is... It's a silly movie. Uh, a significant portion of the film is dedicated to a series of unrelated subplots, 
most of which involve at least one supporting character and are unresolved due to the film's inconsistent narrative structure. (laughs) So it's like scenes happen and then go nowhere. Oh, that sounds sad. It sounds really funny. And I'll I'll read you this thing. So the characters... So uh, for those who don't know, the film stars... Uh, it stars, written, and directed and produced by a man called Tommy Weezu. I think that's how you say his name. Yep, sure. And his, one of his best friends, Greg Sestero, stars in the film with him. And they and Tommy plays a guy called Johnny, and Greg Sestero plays a guy called Mark. Okay. And here is something from the Wikipedia page under a, under a heading that says inconsistencies and... Uh, plot holes <laughs> <laughs> wow so this this is why it's such a it seems like it would be such a funny film at one point the principal male characters congregate in an alley behind johnny which is tommy wizzo yep apartment to play catch with a football while wearing tuxedos when mark arrives he is revealed to have shaved his beard and the camera slowly zooms in on his face while dramatic music plays on the soundtrack Okay. Nothing that is said or occurs during the scene has any effect on the plot. The scene ends abruptly when the men decide to return to Johnny's apartment after Peter trips. Wizu, who was uh, yeah, the main yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. received enough questions about the scene that he decided to address it on a and a segment featured on his DVD. Rather than explaining the scene, though, Wizu only states that playing football without the proper protective equipment is fun and challenging. What? Greg Sestero has been questioned about the significance of Mark's shaving, though his only response for several years was, "If only you knew." Sestero eventually revealed in his in his book, "The Disaster Artist," which is being adapted. Yep, yep. By James Franco and Seth Rogen, revealed in this book, "The Disaster Artist," that Weezer insisted he shave his beard on set just so that Weezer would have an excuse for Johnny to call Mark Babyface. Weezu's own nickname for Sestero, and that the revealing of beardless Mark would be, quotations, a moment. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well. And then Sestero went on to say how the scene was concocted that day on set by Weezu, yeah. and Weezu did not tell anyone why the scene was relevant. The... <laughs> <laughs> when uh, it says that... In the DVD commentary or special feature for it, um, it's it's fun and challenging to play to play sport without protective gear. That should also be in the Wikipedia article for inconsistencies because that is so nothing to do with yeah. anything. <laughs> that should be its own separate inconsistency with this movie. It is just so silly. It sounds so funny, and that's why I'm so looking forward to the the Disaster Artist movie now. Because if that shit's going on, yeah, that's I'm, really I'm not going to watch Disaster Artist until I see the room. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to see it. Gonna have to see it. Thanks, all. Yep, I but, lose that round. Yeah, you do. But that's Finally okay gotcha. because now it's time for the plugs. Yes, I love plugging. Uh, yep. Uh, what? Uh, what? My PlayStation into a wall. Okay. What my, else? My computer charger into a wall. That's the same thing. What else? Uh, the thing that charges my toothbrush. That's the same thing a as a charger. What else? I like plugging hair plugs. Okay. I like uh, plugging a, a drain with, oh. a, with a plug. Oh, that's nice. And more importantly, we both like plugging our own show with links. Yes, okay. So if you would like to get in contact with us on Facebook, you can do that by going facebook.com slash ignorance is this podcast. If you just type in ignorance is this into the search bar, you should be able to find us as well. We also have a brand new Twitter with the hope that we can um, post links so then someone famous will retweet it and we'll get more listeners. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we can't fit ignorance is this podcast because that's too long. So we had to uh, use ignorance is podcast. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You know that, Ollie, because you were there when I made it. <laughs> yeah, that was like... 
there were so many different ones that we wanted, but we couldn't get any of them. Mm. Um, they were all been taken. And Ignorance is This by itself is taken by some band, and I've tweeted at them, but they won't answer me. Yeah. And uh, if you'd like to send an email, send us a little letter. Tell us what you like about the show and what you don't like about the show and stuff like that. You can get us on Gmail, which is also ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. We also have a YouTube account now. Finally don't got a YouTube. You got a YouTube? Um, we post, we're going to be posting this on the YouTube yep. as well and everything from now on onto the YouTube. Um, unfortunately, there isn't, um, we don't have 100 subscribers yet, so we can't make <laughs> our own custom URL. So if you would like to find that, you can find that on our Facebook and Twitter. And if you would like custom URLs, 100 people should subscribe to it. If you, everyone's... Should, you should make a lot of fake accounts. <laughs> oh, <that would> be... <laughs> Don't advocate that. I'm going to advocate it. We okay. should do it. Um, yeah, and a special shout out to um, our friend Eden who gave us some sweet ass art for our um, YouTube videos, and that's going to yeah. be um, constant throughout the rest of this show's tension. If we, you know, we're going to be talking about Pulp Fiction at one point, we'll have like a nice little Pulp Fiction drawing. Yep. There'll be a nice Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I'll look at it right now. You're looking at it right now. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks, Ida. And as always, we finish off the show with a little bit of poetry. Like a little haiku to end the show. A little poetic ending. Uh, everything's come full circle. Uh, poetic justice. Poetic justice. <sighs> if I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it? I will, if I'm editing this. I'm... Cutting them all out. Cut. I'm doing it, <laughs> so I'm going to make them real loud. <laughs> all right, let's do a haiku. This one's about Reservoir Dogs, and I wrote it. Yours truly just... About an hour ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, haiku. I'll put on my voice. Reservoir Dogs was fine and all, but false promise. There were no good boys. (laughs) I said before the show, I'm I'm real proud of this one. Let me explain it to you. (laughs) It's funny because the show is called Reservoir Dogs, and every time I see a dog, I call it a good boy. But also, if you think about the context of the movie, everyone's a piece of shit in that movie. There is literally no good boys. (laughs) Good night, Australia. That's a perfect haiku. Perfect poetry.